welcome to another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. I'm Adam Bates and I'm continuing with another episode from book three. We're now up to passage 11 and much like the previous episode you'll notice the first sentence does actually follow on from what we were talking about in the previous episode although the context of the passage is very different it's a longer passage as well um, in the book they've actually broken it down into three parts but i'm just going to read the whole passage because it does still revolve around one concept that i'm going to go into once i've completed the passage so here we go book three passage 11. One addition to the precepts already mentioned. Always make a definition or sketch of what presents itself in your mind so you can see it stripped bare to its essential nature and identify it clearly in whole and in all its parts and can tell yourself its proper name and the names of those elements of which it is compounded and into which it will be dissolved. Nothing is so conducive to greatness of mind as the ability to subject each element of our experience in life to methodical and truthful examination. Always at the same time, using this scrutiny as a means to reflect on the nature of the universe, the contribution any given action or event makes to that nature, the value this has for the whole, and the value it has for man. And man is an inhabitant of the highest city, of which all other cities are mere households. Ask then, what is this which is now making its impression on me? What is it composed of? How long in the nature of things will it last? What virtue is needed to meet it? Gentleness, for example, or courage, truthfulness, loyalty, simplicity, self-sufficiency, and so on. So in each case, we must say, this has come from God. This is due to a juncture of fate, the mesh of destiny, or some similar coincidence of chance. And this is from my fellow man, my kinsman, my colleague, though one that does not know what accords with his own nature. But I do know, and so I treat him kindly and fairly, following the natural law of our fellowship, but at the same time I aim to give him his proper desert in matters which are morally neutral. This is quite a wonderful passage. I do love the way that Marcus sometimes, um, well, his descriptive element with the passages, the way that he kind of describes um, things that don't necessarily have a a picture other than to him and in his mind, but the way that he can like l- describe that in words, it's quite, it's quite beautiful, really. Anyway, the analogy here is to to do with our thoughts you know why why are we having certain thoughts and why are they provoking certain emotions and i've got an example i'm going to use in my head um because i know that understanding um stoic philosophy understanding marcus's meditations as well as of course background in psychology and what have you allows me to handle those kind of impressions that I get in my mind very differently to what I would have done years ago. So I'm actually going to present like a situation where I'm going to use like partly my own experience because I'm delve- going to delve into something that, that has happened probably a couple of times, um, but it's not like a hard sort of experience. I've got a lot of emotional context too, simply because of the way I would handle those things today. And in fact, see it more as a compliment rather than a judgment. However, 
I'm going to do so um, with the perception that I'm actually me 10 years ago, say, okay? So I remember having a dispute with someone uh, who was close to me, actually, a um, while ago. And in part of it, I mean, don't don't argue with somebody who studies um, <laughs> Socratic debate and stuff and lives their life by it. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, one of the things that happened during that debate was to say, why should I listen to you anyway? Look at you. You've got wrinkles and, and you, are, you old man or something along those lines. I can't remember the exact context. Now, you know, we do all say things, don't we? Especially when you're feeling, you know, like you're having a heated debate or something. So you've got some emotional context going on. But particularly when the words of one person are, you know, you're not able to match them, so to speak. So it's like, it's that judgment thing, isn't it? Where can I attack them? Where can I try to bring them down? Now, many of the listeners would have picked up that I've done a lot of work in fitness in the past. And for those who've, you know, perhaps seen my social media and what have you, see like the physique, muscles, that kind of thing. Now, if I go back 10 years, when that was like the highest value in my life, you know, before I really got into philosophy, psychology and the mind, so to speak, that attack, I probably would have taken to heart and I'd have formed like a, a mental image in my head that is linked to a negative emotion. You know, I'd, I'd have felt pain from that attack, perhaps, you know, and I'm using that as an example. You can perhaps all think of ones that would be equivalent um, to your own life and that perhaps happened, you know, in recent times, we all kind of go through these similar sort of experiences. Now, let's consider firstly, why that would have hurt me like 10 years ago. Well, the whole reason, didn't understand this at the time, but my love developing that physique and getting obsessed with it as it started, I can now trace back to when I was at school being bullied over physical appearance. And that was largely acne, particularly when I was a teenager. That void creates a value later in life of being admired for physical appearance. So even though I didn't really realise that as I got into the weight training and everything else, that's one of the reasons it became so important, became a recession. You know, I, I needed to get fit. I was realised how unhealthy I'd got, but there's, there's better ways than weight training, you know. But that gave me the whole physical appearance aspect as well. And obviously I realise now where that psychology and that desire came from. But back then, when that was my highest value, of course, what someone else would be seeing in, in an attack is I'd see... He cares how he looks. He dresses well. He obviously looks after his body. Okay. I'm not beating him with words. <laughs> ah, look at his wrinkles. Okay. Um, the problem from there on their part, when this happens to me now, is I don't actually react and see that as a pain or an attack and, and then want to fight back the way I actually look at it is, but, but you're complimenting me. Now, how's that the case? 
Well, because of everything I understand about myself and for examining myself through everything over the years and understanding certain philosophy and, and these obsessions that I have now, think about it. What do I value more now than my physique and my appearance? The mind, right? Wisdom. I mean, I am 40 this year. So for someone to say, look at your wrinkles, you look old. Do they? Do you necessarily pick that out on someone who's clearly, you know, is 80 years old and covered in wrinkles? Not necessarily. That goes back to the judgment thing, of course, I've touched on in the last episode. But to me, my response was, thank you. <laughs> I love my wrinkles because it's a sign of wisdom. And I value that above all else. And I love getting older because the older I get, the more experience I get through life and the more wisdom I accumulate, you know, and I, I see that aging is a blessing because my mind is developed and my life has got better as a result every year on year that I've been around. And it, it ties in, you know, it's, it's it, that's nature. Like I love those wrinkles. I love the fact that, I could be considered the wise old man, so to speak, rather than just having this perception of Adam looks like this, this is his appearance, and therefore people perhaps don't value the mind that I or, you know, obviously you in a similar situation or anyone else may have. You know, it's it's that appearance that catches the, the eye, that lets attack from the appearance without actually realising, well, you're actually complimenting in a way my mind and my wisdom and that means far, far more to me. So thank you. So guys, think about this. If you're completely happy with yourself in all aspects of you, because even the things that may be um, construed as negatives, um, you know, not that saying anything on uh, someone's appearance should be a negative, but we do all grow up with this coercion through society that we're supposed to look a certain way, supposed to, or a certain thing is more beautiful than something else, certain thing is more ugly than something else, we're supposed to act certain ways based on the opinions of others. But if you're completely happy in yourself, you kind of realize that any of those elements are actually largely part of what makes you 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 know like had I not had those spots and, and acne when I was growing up I would not be doing this now because the, the physique and fitness side of things led me on a path that then led to the same obsession with the mind you know so I wouldn't have actually had the amazing like life and career that I've developed for myself that I chose to do had I not had those spots when I was younger you know, so even if it were a judgment on body parts, I touched on when I'm going back to the judgment side of things, it is because they're admiring you, putting you above them, and they need to find a way to bring you down. So those mental impressions that you get, whether it's because of something someone said or something someone's done to you, if you're feeling a strong negative emotion to that, that's a blessing. It's a blessing because it will then encourage you to analyze yourself and to say why am I feeling this negative emotion so I could quite easily in that situation have felt it as a negative emotion because the appearance my physical appearance was a high value right so attacking that side could have provoked and would have done 10 years ago provokes this negative emotion now had I received that negative emotion 
and instead of examining myself had just reacted or just kind of said why would they be so horrible blah blah, blah. <laughs> rather than actually examining why I felt the way that I did about it guess what would happen life would bring that same mental image in to my life in other forms going forward because I have failed to analyze that image. I failed to understand what it means and what it's telling me about me. So therefore, if I ignore that aspect of it, someone else will say something similar. Something similar will happen that attacks that same area if I was feeling a negative emotion to it. Because it's only when I then go and examine myself and I see as I obviously do now in an instant in this case, but say it happened 10 years ago, if I then went and examined myself and thought, well, hang on a minute, they're only doing that because they're perceiving me as above them because they can't they know that my wisdom has outed them in this debate. They obviously are clearly seeing my physical appearance as above them, so hence they're trying to bring that down. And in fact, I love getting older because of all this wisdom that I'm gathering with every single year that I'm around. Um... I take that as a compliment. Well, hang on a minute. I've done my self-examination there. I see that as a compliment now. So what happens the next time then that someone tries to create that same mental impression in my head? It doesn't happen because that mental impression is, is linked with a smile. Like, yes, these, these wrinkles, they're a sign of my wisdom. They're a sign of the thing that I value most rather than it being linked with a negative emotion. So anytime you're having a thought that's linked with a strong emotion, analyze why. And you will find that there's perhaps something from your past that that thing that someone has said to you has triggered and you've overreacted. When I say overreacted, I mean internally you've created like the big emotional experience with something and you have to ask yourself why because that's a sign that there's something inside you memory something from your past that you are still seeing with resentment you're seeing it as negative rather than balancing it and seeing it as beautiful because ultimately everything we have in our life Everything someone says to us, every action that anyone takes, including ourselves, is all part of nature. And those things are brought into our lives for a reason. It's so we can analyze ourselves and know more about ourselves. As we know more about ourselves, we improve as people and we improve what we can offer the world and offer to others. Guys, Thank you very much. If you've enjoyed this episode and um, the barrage of recent episodes have been thrown at you lately, please, please leave me a rating and review um, or drop me a message on social media. It's Ads Fitness on Instagram and Twitter. I'll probably have to change that soon, won't I, to Ads Wisdom or or something. But uh, (laughs) anyway, um, thank you so much for the support, everyone. And I'll be back again soon.